Welcome to Mindful Elevation, a podcast that explores the healing powers of energy psychology and mindfulness. My name is Rachel Tallheimer, and I am a licensed independent clinical social worker with Elevate Counseling. Join me in my conversations with some incredible guests to see how energy psychology has impacted their lives and how you can use it to improve yours. Not only are these guests my friends and colleagues, but they are clinical professionals with expertise in their fields. These conversations are packed with laughter, honesty, and insight into energy psychology. Feel free to listen at your own pace and in your own space. Thanks for tapping in to today's episode. Self-esteem is a crucial factor to our happiness and success. If only there was a step-by-step class on how to build self-esteem. Oh wait, now there is! Elevate is thrilled to announce the launch of the online course, Challenge Yourself to Better Self-Esteem, that will help you become your best self. You can find the link for the course in the podcast description. And we have a special code just for our Mindful Elevation listeners. You can use Mindful Elevation for 15% off. Now on to the episode. Welcome back to Mindful Elevation for this week's conversation. This is the first conversation of 2024, and I am so excited to have back on the podcast, Lee Ann Larson, CEO and founder of Elevate Counseling, the coolest person ever, the goddess of grief. Oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) So Leanne, tell me why you're here today, not only on this audio recording, but our first video recording. In the flash. Yeah, so New Year's is upon us. We want to support people in their New Year's resolutions by helping them with learning how to do self-sabotage tapping and scripts to help people meet their New Year's resolutions more effectively. I think it's by mid to late February, most people fall off, but I'm hoping with using EFT, emotional freedom technique, which works on the meridians in the body with the tapping, hopefully it will help people be more successful in meeting their resolutions. That's what we want. We want help, right? We all want help. Yes, I will tell the audience that you have been brave and said, oh, we can use a real life example today. And I'm like, you go, girl. That's why we love Rachel. I figure why keep it hypothetical when I can do some real life healing. Keep it real. I love it. I love it. Tell me about tapping and the sabotage and the script. Where do we start? I think it's important that we start with the idea that self-sabotage is fear, false emotions appearing real. And we have to ask ourselves, what is our sabotage protecting us from to start? Like, what is the thing? We got to get to the underlying issues so that we can put that into the script. So let's pretend someone wants to quit smoking. Good New Year's resolution. What is their self-sabotage protecting them from? What do you think happens if you do quit smoking? What experiences do you have that you might want to avoid? What do you think? First thing that comes to mind is the physical sensation of withdrawal. 
oh gosh, the irritability, the anxiety, the cravings. Right. Sabotage protects you from going through any of that. What would someone be afraid of if they were no longer smoking? Like, let's pretend here's a good scenario that they went to a 12-step recovery program and at the break, they all went out, had their butts or whatever. What's one of the things that they could be afraid of if they were no longer smoking? Well, I would think that if everyone around me is smoking and I'm the only one not smoking, I would feel really left out. I would feel excluded, the odd one out. And especially in a fellowship, I would want to feel included in the community. Yeah. And even like at work, you know, if people had the smoking space to go to, they probably meet their people out there and hang out, right? Or sometimes Mm -hmm. smoking comes in packs with your family. So if you are in a smoking family, that can be really challenging to be the one that picks up that gauntlet. So what do you think the upside would be then if you continued to smoke, even though you wanted to quit? I wouldn't have to change a damn thing. I wouldn't need to go through any of that withdrawal or stress or anxiety. I could just keep on keeping on. Mm -hmm. Change, right? Change is rough. I know you actually have years of experience working in the addiction field and are well-versed in the stages of change. Oh my gosh, yes. It is so cool seeing the different stages of change in different people at different times. So just to go over the stages of change real quick, first we have pre-contemplation. And this is the stage where you don't even think you have a problem. It doesn't matter if people are coming up to you telling you have a problem or you should change something. There's just nothing clicking up there. So that's pre-contemplation. Contemplation is you're starting to contemplate about the problem or about the behavior you'd like to change. Contemplation just ends with the thinking of it. There's no doing, there's no plans to move forward. You're just sort of thinking about it. So like for smoking, it would be, well, I don't really like the way that I smell or... Oh, wow. Cigarettes are getting expensive. How come I've been waking up with a cough every morning? That's weird. But like, that's it. There's no, now what? Until we get to the next phase, which is preparation, where we're thinking of, now what? Preparation, though, is we're not quite doing the action. We're just preparing ourselves to do the action. That may be looking into resources or support groups or fellowships, treatment centers, figuring out FMLA or time off if needed, looking into trainers, dietitians, therapists. You're preparing to then work on changing this action, but you're not quite doing the thing yet. So for smoking, that would look like talking to your primary care physician about any medication to help with cravings or looking into a smoking cessation group. Next would be action, where you're doing the thing. You're not smoking. You're using your coping skills. You're doing it. You're making that resolution and you are tapping the hell out of your self-sabotage. That is action. However... Action only lasts for so long 
before it turns into maintenance. So Leanne, just as you had said, we can do action for a couple months or a couple weeks, just like saying we want to go to the gym more often for our New Year's resolution. And then by February, we ain't hitting the gym no more. So we can stay in action until we either hit maintenance or until we have a relapse. So finally, the goal is to get to maintenance, where the action is now a new habit. It's not even a second thought. It is just what you do. So the goal is to get to maintenance, but it is quite the journey to get there. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And having the tapping and having the script and understanding what the block is or the fear is in the first place, which we're going to discern today, will be helpful for you to stay in that maintenance phase because you can always just kind of tap your way through that discomfort or that fear. Another acronym for fear is face everything and rise. Just saying, that's my favorite one. You know, I've also heard fear as F everything and run, but I don't know if that's the healthiest way to respond to fear. Unless someone's goal is to start running. (laughs) And that's what we call strengths-based perspective. That's what that looks like. Okay. So the last thing is, what is the downside of quitting smoking? Like what is the downside? What's going to happen? Well, I think it's also just going through that change again. It's uncomfortable. It's new territory. And I also think that especially with unhealthy coping skills, there may be a grief there where maybe someone identified as a smoker. Maybe you were always the person to bum cigarettes off of. And if you're not smoking anymore, you're no longer that person. So what happens to your identity? Yeah. So it's funny because people think just quit smoking. You know how bad it is for you. Yeah. But do you know how bad it is for you to quit? Like Mm -hmm. it does a psychological number on identity formation and relationship and meaning making and all of the things, right? So Mm -hmm. for anyone out there that has that for their New Year's resolution, I really hope that we can validate you and help you understand what that thing is that's keeping you in that self-sabotage. It's real, it's valid, it's important, but we know that you can do it. We know you can do it. So Rachel, you're not a smoker. Let's work on something real. What is your real or a real New Year's resolution that you would like to work on? I would like to work on my nutrition and my water intake. Water intake. And specifically about nutrition? I would like more fruits and vegetables and decrease the processed sugar intake. Decrease in the sugar, processed sugar, right? So what is your self-sabotage protecting you from when you pass on the fruits and veggies and the water and choose something else? Like we'll say hot chocolate. Oh, my favorite. So what is the sabotage protecting me from? It's protecting me from a bunch of stuff. It's just so much easier to get a prepackaged 
or processed food. It's just so easy to go to Dunkin' and to get a hot chocolate, and it's more fun. If you don't get the hot chocolate, are you saying that you're not having fun? I'm not having fun. I feel like I wouldn't have fun with water. How can I have fun with water? Like, celery's not fun, but have you tried ice cream? Ice cream's fun. But if you picked up ice cream instead of an apple, mm -hmm. you would feel what? What would you be afraid of? If you picked up the apple instead of the ice cream, what would you be afraid of? I'd be afraid of missing out. I would have major FOMO. I'm taking notes for people to, if they're wondering what I'm doing, because we're going to do a script and we're going to include this in there. So you'll need to do this when you're asking yourself these questions. So fear of missing out. On fun, on deliciousness. Yeah. Does everyone know we're sevens? We are both sevens on the Enneagram. So just so you know, fun is the thing. Okay. So the upside of continuing hot chocolate and baked goods is... I get to keep eating it. I get to keep having fun. And just a little story. When I was back in college, I was in an addictions class. And the professor of that class is one of my favorite professors. We still keep in touch to this day. And we walked into class on the first day and she said, all right, class, everyone choose something that you're addicted to. You're going cold turkey starting today. So some people quit caffeine. Some people quit going to bed with their cell phone on them. They like left it outside their room. I decided to quit processed sugars. And I just remember the anxiety I felt and the mind manipulation I had to do to try to like make myself feel better if there wasn't sugar available and there were headaches, there was irritability. Connecting that to now, if I don't give up hot chocolate and ice cream, I don't need to go through that withdrawal of processed sugar again. Oh, and by the way, as soon as the six weeks of this experiment was over, I absolutely had the most incredible chocolate cake. So I did not continue with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were really successful and maybe you started keeping carrots and celery sticks in the fridge at work. That doesn't even sound like me. I think that goes back to the identity thing. Isn't it so interesting? Because now you're not fitting in because nobody else has said to me, wow, we got to work on our sugar here over at Elevate Franklin. I haven't heard that. You may be like ostracized, right? You'll be the leader. So, okay, here we go. Now I'm going to put all of this together in a statement. And I want you to think about on a zero to 10, like how distressing is this statement to you? So first, like, let's take a breath. I am afraid of increasing my intake of water and fruits and vegetables and decreasing my consumption of hot chocolate and baked goods and ice cream and sugary things because I am afraid 
to miss out on being a fun person that my identity would have to shift. I would experience withdrawal pains, headaches. Life just wouldn't be fun anymore. Zero to 10. Where are you with that? (sighs) That's a nine or a 10. It resonates. It resonates. Okay, awesome. So now... We're going to tap the side of your hand right here, and we're going to go through a script with tapping that's going to help you. And the script will be in show notes for people so that they can, as well as the tapping points. Okay. So even though I'm afraid of FOMO, even though I'm afraid of FOMO, if I stop eating sugary foods and drinking hot chocolate, If I stop eating sugary foods and drinking hot chocolate, I deeply and completely love and accept myself anyway. I deeply and completely love and accept myself anyway. Even though I'm afraid my identity would change and it would be different and life wouldn't be as fun. Even though I'm afraid my identity would change and life wouldn't be as fun. I accept who I am and how I feel. I accept who I am and how I feel. On the eyebrows, I'm afraid of missing out of the fun foods. I'm afraid of missing out on the fun foods. What if I'm just not fun to hang out with and go out to eat with anymore? What if I'm just not fun to hang out with or eat out with anymore? I'm afraid that my identity will be changed. I'm afraid that my identity will be changed. What if people really see that I'm not a fun person? What if people see that I'm not a fun person? And they would prefer not to hang out with me because I don't eat fun food. And they would prefer not to hang out with me because I don't eat fun foods. Okay. Let's go to the collarbone. Okay. I want to go back to the eyebrows. I'm afraid that I won't be fun. I'm afraid that I won't be fun. What if food is just boring and I'm boring? What if food is just boring and I am boring? What if my change in identity just makes life dull? What if my change in identity makes life dull? What if people really don't see me the same way they see me now? What if people really don't see me the same way they see me now? I really, really don't want those kind of changes to happen. I really really don't want those changes to happen. I am afraid of missing out. I am afraid of missing out. Let's go back to the side of the hand. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm afraid. Even though I'm afraid. And I really don't think water is as much fun as hot chocolate. 
and I really don't think water is as fun as hot chocolate. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Anyway. Anyway. Even though I am afraid of FOMO and this new identity as a person who loves fruits and veggies and water. Even though I'm afraid of FOMO and this new identity of a person who loves fruits and vegetables and water. I accept who I am and how I feel. I accept who I am and how I feel. Let's take a nice deep breath in. And exhale. And measure this on a zero to 10. I'm afraid that if I eat fruits and veggies and drink lots of water and don't really want hot chocolate and baked goods that I'm going to be a changed person and have a new identity that's really not fun and boring. It's definitely not at a nine now, probably around a seven. Okay, a seven. So we brought it down a little bit. Let's go one more round. So back to the eyebrows. I am afraid of missing out on the fun in life. I'm afraid of missing out on the fun in life. We're going to go to the side of the eye. What if drinking water instead of hot chocolate makes me a boring person? What if drinking water instead of hot chocolate makes me a boring person? Under the eye. I'm afraid that my identity will change and people won't like me. I'm afraid that my identity will change and people won't like me. Under the nose. I don't want to change like that. I don't want to change like that. Chin. I prefer to stay like I am. Fun. I prefer to stay like I am. Fun. Fun to the collarbone. I am afraid. I am afraid. That if I no longer drink hot chocolate and baked goods. That if I no longer drink hot chocolate and eat baked goods. That I am just not going to have fun anymore. That I am just not going to have fun anymore. Side of the hand. Even though I'm afraid to change my nutrition and water. Even though I am afraid to change my nutrition and water. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I think I'm going to be missing out. Even though I think I'm going to be missing out. I accept who I am and how I feel. I accept who I am and how I feel. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I accept who I am and how I feel. I accept who I am and how I feel.
Great. Take a nice deep breath in. Zero to 10. I am afraid when I'm a person who drinks lots of water and enjoys fruits and vegetables. And I really don't prefer hot chocolate and eating sugary foods and baked goods that I'm going to be a different person. My identity is going to change. And I'm just not going to be that much fun. Like a four, a four or a five. Yeah. Not too shabby. What you should do and what mm -hmm. I know you will do is you'll continue this tapping and you'll continue the script. So you're yawning because energy is moving. It's funny. I yawn so much and it's not because I'm tired or bored. It'll just happen. Mm, your energy's moving. Thank you for finally validating and explaining why I yawn. We're manipulating the meridians, which is changing the neurochemistry that's in your brain. And it just shifts all these things around. And this is oxygen that's being utilized to make it happen. So your brain's like, more oxygen, please. You're making us work. It's important for people to understand like what's happening mm -hmm. in my body. Yeah. So how do you feel? Do you feel a little lightheaded right now? Uh, a little. It's nothing overpowering. It's funny, as we were doing the tapping, I went from a strong emotion to hearing those phrases into almost laughing at the end. Oh, yeah. Because what happened? The intensity of it just dropped. Yeah. Like you could feel not as much all or nothing, right? In that story that you're telling yourself. And, you know, you can bring that to a zero. If we had more time, if we were in an EFT session, we would. But this is really what you can do. You can just bring it all the way down. Utilize that when you are working on New Year's resolutions or any time that you have a goal that mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to meet. I, I just love energy psychology. I love how we're able to leverage neuroscience. And there's a little hypnotherapy in here in that the script is what's inside of you. The, all that was your meaning and inferred meaning when we came up with what we were gonna say. So again, the script will be in the show notes and people will be able to make up their own, You know, keep a little notebook if there's things, goals mm -hmm. that you wanna work on and things that you wanna tell yourself, scripts. And there's varying ways to tap, or I used my intuition today, tapped in some spots, dismissed others, you know, just because I just intuitively felt these were the areas that we really needed to focus on. And it seems to be working well, those spots were working well for you. You know, my favorite part of that script was even though I blah, -de blah, -de blah, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. That one was just like the anchor of it all. It is the anchor, self-love, yeah. self-compassion. That is never wrong. That should always resonate with a person. And if it doesn't, that's how you know you need to get a little support to do a little work and figure out the whole worthiness angle of your mm -hmm. life and your value. 
Thank you so much for having me again. I always enjoy listening to the podcast and I'm being on the podcast to see you and just share some new information. Thank you so much, Leanne. I am so excited to see what 2024 has in store. It's going to be fun and fantastic. I think I stuck myself on the schedule a few times, so. Fine by me. (laughs) Happy tapping, everyone. Be well. Thanks for tapping into today's episode. If you love Mindful Elevation, please share the love by following and sharing. If you would like to learn more about Elevate Counseling, you can find us online at www.elevate-counseling.com or call our intake line at 508-297-1491. Follow us on Instagram at elevate underscore counseling underscore services. Find us on Facebook at Elevate Counseling Services or check out our YouTube with the handle at elevate-counseling. New episodes of Mindful Elevation will be released every last Monday of the month Energy Elevators are released every Monday, where I teach energy psychology techniques and tools you can implement into your daily practice. Until then, keep grounding, keep healing, keep growing. Stay mindful.